and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week, we're talking about the debut album from Slang, titled Cockroach in a Ghost Town, and it starts with a song called Wilder. Portland, Oregon, and this is their first album, but they're all made up of veteran, the band is made up of veteran musicians, and they came to my attention because the drummer is Janet Weiss, former drummer from Slater Kinney, and her boyfriend Drew Grow on guitar and vocals, and then it also includes Kathy Foster on bass from The Thermals, and Anita Lee Elliott from Viva Voce on guitar and also backing vocals. So it's kind of a super group of sorts. Yeah, as a Slater Kinney super fan. I'm, of course, really excited to see any work from Janet Weiss, and especially after she's had a real bumpy few years where getting kicked out of Slater Kinney, then getting in a horrible well, car crash. Well, I think she left Slater Kinney. Okay. There was, a, there was a parting of the ways that was not totally amicable, let's yeah. put it that way. Um, but then she got in a horrible car crash. She and Drew both were yeah. very seriously injured. And so she had to fight back from that. And so I think this band had actually kind of started back in, what, 2016 and they went from a duo to a uh, a four piece right I think in 2018 and then this car crash and so she's been kind of recovering from that and finally we're getting a full album and it's really exciting and I am just based on who is in this band I was not expecting that the first like two seconds of this was not gonna harken back to any of these you know any of these musicians other prior work but it really felt like a negative land noise collage because it's just this blast of rah mm-hmm. and the well it starts drumming. with drums which yeah, I the think dr- is yeah the drums and this kind of bass just super fuzzed out bass and guitar wail it honestly it's like flashbacks to Christianity is stupid which is not what I expected and thankfully it's not really what we get from this this is not an experimental record but it is a playful record mm-hmm. there's a lot of different sounds and it's really comes down to for me this balance between Drew Gros vocals which are very earthy and have a ton of personality and then the three women who are in the band 
all I think providing in different amounts the backing vocals that creates this wonderful high ha ah, kind of mm-hmm. uh, it brings the it brings the sound up even as he's grounding it in this real gravelly voice. Yeah, this record is well within the bounds of indie rock, but it is so weird and it is so it, it goes in so many different directions and it really grew on me after repeated listens. But we'll play next what I think is probably the poppiest song on the record and is called King Gun. on lead guitar as we faded out there there are a ton of amazing guests on this record and of course mary timoney from played with janet weiss and wild flag so they know each other that way i assume yeah and what this really put me in the mind of because it's so organ forward there's a ton of organs and synths Mm -hmm. and i had heard that in addition to mary timoney also uh janet weiss's quasi bandmate and also ex-husband sam coombs is on this record and that's kind of amazing that uh, she's able to still be in Quasi, as far as I know. It's still semi-active with her ex-husband and in this band with her current boyfriend and that her ex-husband came to play on this record. And I thought, play oh, he'll organ be... or Well, that's what I thought it would be. But then when I look at the credits, he apparently just plays bass and then Drew Grow is playing keyboards ah, okay. and synths on here. But that sort of muscular drumming plus kind of organ noodling sound, which was so charming especially on those early quasi records uh, is nice to hear here. Obviously it's, it's not a retread, but it, it was a great sound and it's nice to see that kind of through line for Janet Weiss's career. And I, you know, this is, I think where, you know, this record, I kind of give up a little bit on just on there being kind of a lot of deep lyrical grabbing for me. I felt like it, it's more about just this sense of weirdness and uncertainty. And I'm, I kind of let go of trying to get my head around the lyrics. I think think the lyrics are intentionally very opaque and kind of just set a mood, but there are a few really great lines in all these songs. And this is one of my favorites in this song, the standing there with the baby in the bathwater, shall we, or shall we not? It's just like such a great pair of lines. And 
there there are just some little gems in here, but I think trying to parse yeah. any of these for a specific meaning would be challenging. Yeah, this this song I really found st- structurally kind of fun because it's has that you know through that sort of repeated oh I think about it all the time I think about it all the time and that you get the backing vocals and it adds that little bit of sweetness and that almost feels like oh I guess is that the chorus and then there's this a little bit of ambiguity where it's like is the tone of the song changes so dramatically and I think it shifts into a completely different key and it's like oh it's kind of a bridge but then it serves structurally like a chorus where there's a pre-chorus where the it gets a lot more dramatic and the you know the Drugo voice that I described as being earthy starts to lift up a little bit and you really get that organ kind of drama and and so I think it, it leads to oh there's different sounds that are going to happen here and I feel like the next song we'll play is like oh I didn't know he could do that it's called In Hot Water do you have your sword on? I just turn that included that fabulous Janet Weiss drum fill. And I love the way that she does this drum solo and then immediately just like drops back into the pocket of the song and doesn't miss a beat. And it just shows why she's such an amazing drummer. Yeah, it's such a fun counterpoint to, you know, earlier in the record where the starting pattern was Drew Girl on lead vocals, Janet Weiss as part of the back and ooh. And then we get to hear this bridge where he's going ooh and mm-hmm. she's taking lead with mm-hmm. those drums. And yeah, that the first artist and really the only artist who I've really ever seen do a drum solo where I was happy about that fact. <laughs> Truly amazing. And I am also delighted by this conversion from kind of weird rock but very, uh, I, I use the word earthy, but here, you know, it's this kind of Bowie-esque cosmic Spacey glam sense. space music mm-hmm. that is really successful. And even as it's, you know, this kind of metaphor of the, the hot water and earlier in the song, he talks about like, oh, I'm soaking in the bath. And now it's like soaking in the wrath. Mm-hmm. It's a little, you know, a simple twist, but it's really fun. 
he's he, when I first listened to this record, I thought his vocals are so weird and I don't know how to describe them. I really like them, but they're just so raw. But then in places he makes them really pretty, like he makes his voice almost operatic sounding. And I think his you said character before, and I think his voice has so much character that makes this sound unlike any album that I can think of. Yeah, but and so I think it's here where, you know, this is not a long album. It's nine tracks. None of the songs really wear out their welcome. I think the longest track is under five minutes. And so here we are kind of coming to the middle. And this was where I realized, oh, this, not just a lot of character, which I think can sometimes be a shorthand for not very talented or a kind of limited uh, range. And like, no, he is a versatile singer. Mm-hmm. And, but there's always that personality. He's never just a generic sound, but here it is. Yeah, it's soaring. I, it's pretty. It's wonderful. I didn't mean character as a negative. I think it's, it just means, I, I just mean that it's very unusual and distinctive. Yeah. No, I think it, the, what I think is that's a, that's a phrase that can be used for us. Like, oh, this is a, I need to give you a compliment. And I can't say that you're a, a talented <laughs> singer, but you, you know, it's, it's the quintessential, like, oh, they're having a lot of fun up there. <laughs> but no, they are, they are having a lot of fun because they're making pretty, delightful and varied music so the next song we'll play is called time bomb record where I talked about it being maybe a little opaque and just generally a kind of feeling of anxiety. I appreciate that here on the middle track, I feel like it's in some ways the most straightforward Mm. and most optimistic song. Yeah. This notion of, yeah, we live in a terrible time, but the truth will come out and it'll be in it. And there's hope that, yeah, it's, it sucks right now. We just got to hang in there. I'm not sure. You know, given when we're recording this, how much I share that optimism, but sometimes you need to hear that and hope for the a better world. And you know, I, I think there's not, it's not naive, but it's it, it there is that. I, yeah, I'm not as hopeful as the song is, but I'm glad to hear it, and it sounds awesome. Yeah, and the phrasing of you know the truth can't be silent for long. Truth is a time bomb is a great way to phrase that. Of yeah, you can try to suppress the dissident voices, but eventually the truth will come out and. Yeah, yeah I, 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 and I, this song, I think the way, the way the sound of it, because even the way it opens where there's 
you know, 25 seconds of just backing vocals Mm -hmm. with super processed, some kind of flanger. So it feels very eerie. And so the song itself starts off, you know, with this like anticipation Mm -hmm. and then it explodes into drums and then a fairly conventional song structure before going into a really dramatic bridge. And I find this bridge so satisfying Mm -hmm. where Drew Grow's voice just like they keep, you know, shifting into different keys as he gets more and more urgent with the voice and you get this kind of plinking piano very urgent and the drums are going nuts everything about it is filled with so much energy and it is yeah i think it's a real it's a it's a sense of recharge the soul here in the middle of the record it's pretty great yeah talking about switching keys a lot of these songs just kind of go in directions where i didn't expect they almost sound proggy with different parts that change keys and change tempo and i think the best example of that is the next one that we'll play which is called wrong 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 well we're taking turns in the basement taking turns in the absolute delight to me that we get not one not two but three different bridges i mean i guess kind of four because then there's that entire you know i'm in love with the force i want to do things wrong 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 and but right that comes right after this almost where the backing vocals sound like like we're in some girl group like last call and it's so fun while he's increasingly deranged well i feel like that's the way the backing vocals are throughout they're just really pretty and yeah hilarious. so somehow here I, I the contrast between between yeah. them re- felt especially aggressive yeah. in a way that i found really fun to listen to and the, you know you get the guitar sound gets really warbly just kind of like almost intentionally out of tune for a little bit and it yeah it feels very off kilter and what we hear here is also, you know, more than two minutes into the song. So there's almost a complete conventional verse chorus structure, except then with these pre-choruses where we go through about two or three different keys before arriving <laughs> at the one where the chorus happens. Uh-huh. It's it's a real ride. Yeah. Yeah, this is my favorite song on this record. It's just so strange. And I think it perfectly exemplifies the the title. I want to do things wrong. It's it's 
not what you expect and nothing kind of follows a songwriting convention and yet it's super catchy and i always this is the one that i sing along to the most yeah that fun lyric of here comes one skinny looking dog how do yeah. you get out here it's <laughs> it's such a street and it's you know it's an image it's like oh okay was all yeah. like wait what? what's going on with another, that dog there's another line that's just i got a thing i gotta go <laughs> It's just very like conversational and just odd. Yeah, no, it's really, it's fun. And I, I think here, well, what, two thirds of the way through the record. And I talked about how on In Hot Water was like, oh my God, he's just able to go to this, you know, cosmic Bowie sound. So on the next track, at least for me, I'm just like, oh, also they can kind of do a pretty good, you know, arcade fire knockoff. Yeah. And it's called Chipped Dew. because that chorus doesn't sound like Arcade Fire at all, but holy moly, the production and that really percussive piano mm-hmm. and then the vocal style is very Wynn Butler. And so it's such a great atmosphere. And it's like, if that's all they were doing on this record, it would be ridiculous. But to bring a little bit of that into the mix where the rest of this album doesn't sound like that at all, it's like, again, the super group flexing its muscles like yeah we can do this too watch us and i i'm not sure who is primarily responsible for the production but there is so much going on with the production as well and you know they all contribute great instrumentation but the way that there's the reverb on his vocals and then as you've mentioned a lot of really weird effects on the guitar and synth that just create a lot of unusual sounds that can go from aggressive to kind of spacey and spooky yeah i I can't quite place the that guitar what exact effects are happening well yeah there well there's that super buzzy guitar and that creates such a welcoming and yet crazy making Mm -hmm. intro but then during the chorus it's very yeah i don't know i'm not enough of a guitar effects guy to know exactly what to call that but it feels so throwbacky without being a throwback to any particular time Mm -hmm. and it yeah, it makes it feel very universal, and yeah, this this track is a blast. So next we'll play the title track, which is also the penultimate track. It's called Cockroach in a Ghost Town. Rat becomes a sugar water sucker.
but I don't dream about the end. It says this song, this album has a lot of unexpected twists in it, and this song, the ending, is one of my favorite examples of that, where it ends with. The lyric, oh, there's nothing I haven't tried. Gotta pick a horse. And every time I sing along, I say and ride. But then it just ends with gotta pick a horse, gotta pick a horse. And then that's it. Yeah, leaving us hanging. Yeah, this song has such a great verse versus chorus contrast because the verses are low and kind of jazzy and feel, yeah, very spooky. And then we get this very simple and very evocative i don't you know i don't i have dreams about the ending i don't dream about the end just over and over and over again with different tweaks to the instrumentation i love the uh backing vocals that we hear here where it's just like i don't i don't and it's so intense and beautiful and we i don't know what it means it's it's really a, a fantastic way to come into the home stretch in the album. There's also no one is credited with horns, so I assume it's just a synth. But there's that weird like horn line, and then the the piano, and there all there are these weird kind of like isolated just lines that are repeat, you know, like music lines that are repeated throughout the the sound the song that just give it a very like unsettled feeling. Yeah, I love how we got the kind of. Uh, we get sort of the higher synths and then the really quiet and then the synth strings, like so many great synth sounds that give it so much drama, really operatic kind of, and, and where it's just the same lyrics over and over and over again, but taking a real musical journey on in the process. And it is, you know, just shocking to me that this record is so self-assured, everyone on it, top of their game, and a bunch of people in high profile or who have been in incredibly high profile bands. I mean, Janet Weiss alone should get you in the door. And then you look at the rest of the talent on this mm -hmm. and all the great bands they played with. And I am shocked that there isn't more hype, that there aren't more re people reviewing this, that it's not. Yeah. Where's the attention? It's I don't get it. Well, and I think it stands alone, even if I had never heard of any of these people. I think it's a really interesting, unique record that is, you know, I I always freely admit that my tastes are very pedestrian and I like something that has kind of a pop sound. And if it's too challenging, it loses my interest. But this record just kept me coming back. And I feel like there's so much catchiness to it even amongst the weird kind of experimentalism well yeah i mean it, it seems like exactly the sort of thing that should be setting some pretty big slice of the music listening public on fire that it's like, yeah you've got just straight up credentials of the people participating it's got the fun sing-along kind of energy and yet a lot of complexity to the song structures and weird chord changes and yeah great production the, all the musicians are super tight. It just yeah, everything about it is hitting. I and, don't get it. And and I don't you know we don't really talk about radio anymore. But I think King Gun and Wrong 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 also would be like great radio hits, and they're great songs that you really want to have come on in your car while you're driving, so you can sing along to them. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so I know I know it was a, a long road for this band to get to their first album, but yeah, worth the wait for sure. I'm so glad that yeah all these people because i was you know with 
Janet Wesley sings Slater Kinney and the thermal is breaking up and all of these bands and now to see this and, rising and getting Phoenix, in a really bad car accident where she oh, wasn't sure if she was going to be able to play drums again no yeah so many yeah so much hardship and so much yeah so many question marks and this is answering those question marks with an exclamation point yeah that, that's a great way to put it so the last song we're going to play is called My Number One and Janet Weiss one of her many roles was playing with Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks and Stephen Malkmus does a guest on this last song so again we've been talking about Cockroach in a Ghost Town by Slang and we'll go out with that My Number One you've been listening to For the Record thanks so much for listening Cease forever.